This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Um. scripture is Psalm 89 that I want to read before we take our seat this morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalm 89 verse 15. This is why we rejoice. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. joyful sound. The Bible said the next thing that will follow once you know the joyful sound number one, you are a blessed person already. And as a result of that they shall walk oh Lord in the light of thy countenance. of his countenance they shall walk in the light of your countenance that's a bogus blessing Psalm 44 verse 3 the Bible will always answer scripture what does it mean to walk in the light of his countenance Psalm 44 3 says for they got not the land in possession by their own sword <laughs> it looks to me as if properties will be plenty. Amazing projects. It might look big to others, but it is small to God. Because the Bible says they got not the land in possession by their own sword. So they put their sword down. It was not necessary. That talks about your income. That talks about your service. That talks about your energy, your level. Neither did their own arm save them. So not my efforts. Oh, I like the word but. It talks about a different direction. A different perspective to read. But thy right hand. One. Number two, thy arm. And number three, the light of thy countenance. 
eye. Projects are done by the light of his countenance. The home is standing by the light of his countenance. The Bible says, because thou hast favored them. So the light of his countenance goes with those who know a joyful sound. The Bible says they shall walk. Joyful sound. Oh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you. I want to go to the message for something. I come. Lego see Psalm fifty-one verse eight. Psalm fifty-one verse eight. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. I want to give a prophetic instruction as I'm feeling it in my spirit. For anyone, once I say go, those who will shout well, whatsoever represents broken bone in your life, broken business, broken everything, broken marriage, broken relationship, at the sound of joy, according to the word of the Lord, they will rise again. Somebody shout! put your hands together for them you can have your seat God bless you I this is one service that you cannot afford to keep quiet hallelujah <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. The anointing changes a man. So we started for service by reading uh, uh, Exodus 33 verse 14. Where God said that my presence will go with thee and I will give you rest. And Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, there's no point moving us. He said, for what will be the difference between us and other people on the face of the earth? Is it not your presence? So the difference is the presence of God. 
And when he starts to walk in the life of a man, it makes the man a different person. So Moses recognized this reality and he said, Lord, if your president doesn't go, when I get to there, we begin talking about how to make this thing a daily thing. I will not attempt anything that I don't sense your presence on. I will not live anywhere, go into any relationship, start anything. Moses said, if your president don't go, let us stay here. Why? This is the only distinguishing factor. Your presence. And then I said, um, Samson. We read about Samson. In Judges 16, we read verse 7 and verse 11. And Samson told Delilah, if you, he first of all said, if you tie me, or whatever, he said, I will be weak and I'll be like every man out there. In other words, Samson recognized that he wasn't weak. Number two, Samson recognized that he was stronger than every man. Not in his own strength. I have seen books where they painted Samson as a man with muscle. No, he didn't have one. Otherwise, it would have been by power and by might. Samson only operated by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then Samson said, if you do this to me, I will be as weak as all other men. In other words, when you take an anointed person and any other person that is not anointed, no matter their wealth, their wisdom, their physical strength, the anointed one supersedes them all. Because it functions by something that comes from God. And that anointing is God's divine presence. So we also talked about the fact that we ended for service with how David recognized this. And that when Saul died, Saul actually killed himself. He killed himself. He told his armor bearer to kill him when the Philistines were heavy upon him. And the Bible said God had departed from him. He had become somebody seeking uh, a medium to speak to him. When Saul became king, he drove out all the witches from town. But when he stopped listening to God and God wasn't talking to him anymore, he began to seek for, this is what many people don't know. By the way, just to say this, the world is not as neutral as you think and it will never be. People who rule the world are spirits on both sides. Many don't know. <laughs> they are beautiful going to churches and say, which church they don't go, they are they going to where is that world? Open your eyes very well and understand what and occultism abroad is at another level. And they brought them into movie industry and some of the films that many of you watch and I watch movies also. But you don't know what is going on. The world is not innocent at all. So the laws being, being brought out are not ordinary. They are being fueled by something. Yeah. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? The only people that can stop this are the anointed people. But they must understand certain things. So when Saul died... And they brought the report to David that Saul had died. 2 Samuel 1, 21. And David began to curse Mangibia. And this is where I want to start from. Because there is something about the anointing of the Spirit of God. I hope to get to where individual Christians can walk in this. David recognized that the same oil that they poured on was what they poured on Saul. And look at the, 
big word he used. He first started by cursing Man Gibeah. He said, let there be no dew on you. Because that was the mountain of which Saul died. He said, let there be no rain. No field. He said, for there on this mountain, the shield of the mighty were broken. And vilely cast away. He said, the shield of Saul. And he said one word, as though he had not been anointed with oil. Ah! Oh God. The same thing, he said something similar, though not about the anointing when Abner died. Abner was the commander-in-chief of Saul. And because when Saul died, Abner lived for a while. He wanted to make Saul's son king. And there was a battle between the house of Saul and the house of David, like two political parties. But eventually, Abner decided to make peace with him. I said, listen, okay, let's tell the truth. God has anointed me as a king. Saul has died. I'm just trying to preserve the family. But you know what? I will follow the Lord. You are going to be necessary. But promise me. I used to work for your opponent, Saul. But now, nothing will happen. And David said, come. And David hosted him in a dinner. But David's commander-in-chief, Joab, didn't like it. Maybe he felt that along the labs, Abner would take his position. Then because Abner killed his younger brother in battle one time. Abner was such a man. That as he was, he came for a meeting with Joab and Joab's men overpowered his men and he ran away. And as he was going, Joab's brother was pursuing him. Over seriousness. Was pursuing him. And Abner and back said, I think I know your brother. You are a small boy. I'm a general. I'm running away from your brother, not you. He's, if anybody will pursue me, it shouldn't be like you. He said, Tom, he said, if I kill you, I won't be able to look at your brother's eyes. But the guy did not listen. Now, Abner was at the front riding a horse. Uh, I don't know the name of Asher was, was at the back riding a horse following him. And from the front, with a horse going from Abner just two spear and did like this. One shot. And entered the guy's heart straight. And he died. He just showed him that you don't understand the tricks of war. And then Joab pretended. Somebody told that Abner came to see the king and the king allowed him to go. And then Joab said that, oh, send a message that the king was calling him again. In Nigeria, I said the king was calling him again, and then Abner came, and Joab said that, oh, you know, commander-in-chief of the late king, I'm the new commander-in-chief, now we have made peace, how are you? And this, as he wanted to hug him, and he used that guy to kill him. And when David got there, he used the word, he said, ah! He said, Abner, he said, diet Abner as a fool? He said, when your hands were not tied. Moses was saying, uh, David was saying that a general shouldn't die like this. Somebody put a bait up, you fell for it, you went to hug somebody's brother you just killed and he used dagger to kill you because Joab kept the knife. He did as he wanted to. So David said, no, no, Abner, this can happen to a recruit. A general of war should understand that even if you are coming for a meeting, you maintain a distance. You just killed his brother yesterday. He wouldn't let you go. He said, you die as a fool. He said, and they did not tie your hand and they killed you. He was shocked. He did not expect that kind of death from a general. So now, David did not expect this kind of death from an anointed person. He said, Saul died as though he was not anointed. In other words, David was like, where was the anointing when the Saul fell on you? How could this be? I had the same anointing, I conquered Goliath. I had the same anointing, I conquered the entire Philistine. My men that follow me, by the virtue of that anointing, they killed the five brothers of Goliath. Saul, what happened to you? You died as though. That means... An anointed person, it shouldn't go for you in a certain way. Can I hear me? Amen. This is what every Christian should say to walk in the anointing. It's just the beginning that we are doing today. Psalm 105, verse 15. Verse, verse 15. Or let's start from 14. Psalm 105, from 14. 
the Bible says, when they were few, please give me that scripture. Start from 13. Hallelujah. When they went from nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, start from 12. When they were both few men in number, yeah, very few and strangers. Have you appeared like this in a business or something you are just starting? In a neighborhood and some who are in foreign countries hearing me. I had a meeting with someone there last week when I was in UK. So all of you hearing me and I'm saying it because Mercy Encounter is happening there very soon. Few and strangers. Few and strangers. Even though they were few, even in their few states, the Bible says, verse 13, they were wandering from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, even at that. 14, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Aye. He rebuked, rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, touch not my People have used this way people speak against pastors. Yeah, people shouldn't speak against pastors. But this is, that scripture has nothing to do with pastors. It's about all Christians. Say amen, somebody. Amen. So it's not a is You should not speak evil of any Christian, especially that works in the anointing. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said to them, touch not my anointed. Why is God, there is the jealousy of God over his anointing. There is this jealousy of God. In Psalm 89, he said, I have found my servant David. I think that's verse 21. I'm not sure. I know it's Psalm 89. Give me verse 21. Okay, yeah, 20. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Next verse. With whom my heart shall be established, and my arm shall also strengthen him. 22. The enemy shall not exert upon him, and the sons of wickedness shall not afflict him. I, when I see Christian going through affliction, when I see Christian, the enemy is walking in and out in their, their lives, spells working against them, people doing this, and then you begin to wonder where is the place of there's no enchantment against Jacob. There's no division. The Bible says that I have found my servant, I have anointed said the enemy shall not exert upon him. The sons of, there are sons of wickedness, but their limit, they know their limit. That's what the Bible is saying that they shall not. And then the Bible says, next verse, I will beat down his foes before his face. I will plague them that hate him. Why? Why? Because I have anointed him with my oil. The anointing is a sign of divine presence. Divine presence. And when it's in a man's life, you will know it. Oh. Everybody watching me and those who are listening there, then the question is, am I anointed? That's what many of you are thinking. thinking. Because when it comes to the anointed, the rules will always change. He said they were few, they were stranger, but God, he told all nations, stay clear, these people, touch no my anointed, do my, you can't have them. Because the anointing is upon them. Then he said, David, he said, the sons of wickedness. This world is full of wicked people. He said, but they can't exact upon you. 
And should they eat you, I will plague them right before your face. He said, because I have anointed my servants. Is it that some Christians don't have it? No. Ah, first John chapter 2. First John 2. Let's go to verse 26. Um, 27. Thank you. Let's start from 26. Yeah, it's better to read from 26. Are you following me? They are not, not, I'm just showing you how this can be. In 1 Samuel 10, before we read this one, let's start from verse 4. 1 Samuel 10. When Samuel poured the oil, or let's start from verse 1. Let's first start from 1. And Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, because, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee? Then in verse, go to verse 4. Then he began to say that, so he poured the oil on him. He said, when you leave this place, let's start from, let's start from, let's start from 3. Thou shalt go forward from there. Thou shalt come to the plain of table. Thou sh they shall meet the three men going up to God to Bethel. One carrying kid. This is a gift of word of knowledge operating on or word of wisdom. Samuel just started telling him that, as I have anointed you now, when you leave my presence, these things will happen. You will meet another one carrying three loaves of bread and one carrying a bottle of wine. That's four. They will salute you and give thee two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive from their hand. We talked about the meaning of this one day. He said three bread, but they will give you two. They are going to greet you and give you two. And he said, you must receive it. He said, after thou shalt come to the ill of God, when thou art coming down to the city, thou shalt be a company of prophets coming down from the high place with satry and tree bread and pine and herb. Before them, they shall prophesy. I love the next one. As they prophesy. Maybe I will start on, I know we worship a lot in this church, but I, I don't think they have really done serious teaching on worship. Maybe this is where we start from. Nothing repels evil spirits like worship. They fear it, they tremble at it, and they fear a worshiper. There is a kind of oil, I will call it, that is upon those who spend time in the place of worship. That oil is a sweet fragrance to the Father, but it's a killer sniper to the enemy. That was why Paul said that we are the fragrance of Christ. He said to some aroma of life and to some unto death. We do the two functions. What is that scripture? 2 Corinthians 2. What's that? What verse? 14. No, that talks about victory. I think we read that. So, okay, 2.14 talks about uh, thanks be to God cause us to triumph, I think. But I think in the same chapter, so maybe a little earlier. Okay, yeah. So give us 2 Corinthians 2. Let's start from like verse 12. Are you with me? You see, all those instruments you saw there, they represent worship and fellowship. The satry, the pipe, the no wonder. La Ros. Ah, I hope I'm not. 
leading you to some too many deep things. The major description of Lucifer in the Bible is described in two places. Ezekiel 14 or Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14. One of the descriptions of Lucifer is that there are pipes in him. That people got the idea that I was leading worship in heaven. Well, there's no story that says there was choir in heaven. There's no angel. Almost all angels in heaven can see because they worship the Father. And that's part of their job. But then, truly Lucifer was actually created to worship. Others use instruments to worship the Father. Lucifer's instruments are inside him. Lucifer has what is called Mimshak anointing. Mimshak anointing is anointing to spread. It is the reason why when people join Ocult for money, they will have it in abundance. Satan puts an anointing on them. We'll talk about that another. It's called Mimshak. It means anointing for spreading. When the Bible said, Thou art the anointed cherub that cover it. Anointed cherub whose influence spreads. So in fact, one way Lucifer, Lucifer, he was anointed. And the Bible said that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. God doesn't collect it back. So the anointing is with him. But then God sent his son with anointing. <laughs> when God gives you something and you begin to misbehave, he doesn't collect it. He just gives somebody someone, something bigger. Because they are too much with God. It is when you are broke that you collect something back. Give me my card that I bought for you. Those who are wealthy don't get angry that way. They just look at what car, 2004 model. Buy the latest one for people you don't like and buy 20. They've just reduced it. One of the richest men that ever lived in Yoruba land, I don't want to mention, you know the person I'm talking about, he was passing. His driver was driving him in the city of Abelta then. Okay, I mentioned this, but not he was just driving. And he saw a crowd, they gathered. And they were begging a landlady who was sending the tenant out. So, yes, what's happening there? And they said that, uh, that this, uh, this woman, they, and we are begging landlady not to send this woman out. But as she said, we do. Somebody just mentioned it. And people, yes, many of you know the story. Or some of you know the story. And it happened. And he just came down as the most wealthy. He felt the woman would respect his presence. And he said, oh, Madam, sorry, just let her stay. And the woman said, No. And I told him, do you know he's talking? The woman said, I know, I'm calling this. I know, yeah, when the boy is my house. And I can do anything with my house. Ah, yeah. You know, when God wants to help you, I think God just planned to help that poor woman that day. He just called the woman. He said, go and find out. Maybe three or four houses together on that street. That if they want to sell, how much? And they sold. The man paid. He brought all of them down. And he built a house. A mighty edifice for this woman. And he said, take Say, you know what I want you to do? When they call for landlords association, go and sit down and be looking at your former landlady. <laughs> Together. You two, you are now a landlady. Say, that's what I want. That is how to get angry. <laughs> somebody was 10 years old. You know, you're the are conscious of age. 10 years older than somebody. And I will call him by name. Only to try to say, I'm and so what? And, and he said, no problem. The following day, he sent his driver to buy a brand new car and said, give the guy. And that one drove it. He said, you were a bit rude yesterday and I decided to give you a car. 
He started calling him Boda right there. Everything changed. <laughs> but see, if you are poor, you can't get angry that way. You just, you just get it annoyance. You complain, you friends. Amen. Those who are genuinely rich don't talk too much. But let's leave that. Are you following me? Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He has the pipe in him. Those instruments. But I want to read that 7 Corinthians 2. Aroma. Give me that verse. What verse? Verse 16. 2 Corinthians 2, 16, right? 15, 16. Start from 15. 15. Start from 15. We are unto God. A sweet savour. So God smells us. Ah, fragrance of my worship. First it was fragrance. <laughs> and it turned to fire. God bless Dunsi. Oh, that, that man of God is loaded. Are you with me? See, people like him, like Pastor Natal, they know what they are talking about. When music, I bring you more than a song. There are those who come to God. They know that they are bringing something to God. That which Noah offered. And the Bible said God smelt it. Ah! And he said that why the earth remained. Genesis 8 or 9. Seed, time and harvest will never cease. Noah just came out of the ark and offered and God smelt and he put rainbow. He said, you know what? This will not happen again. Oh, I will talk about it when I talk about worship. You can offer something. Your heavenly father can smell. Like the venison that Isaac smelled and blessed Jacob instead of his own. There is a pipe in your voice. Ah, yeah. We are unto, leave it there. Thank you. We are unto God, a sweet savour of Christ. In them that are saved and in them that perish. We are saving them. But look at the next verse. To one, <laughs> we are savour of death to death. And to other, we are savour of life to life. As we are releasing a sound in the place of worship, it's a two-edged sword. It's giving life on one part and it's giving death on one part. As it fragrance of your worship rises. The father is satisfied. The demons are stifled. They are suffocated. They can't handle it. I want to stop here today. Touch no man, no effect. I told them to project one. But I can't remember. First John 2. Thank you. I'll just read First John. Maybe we'll take it off from here next week. First John 2. Let's start from 26. These things I have written to you concerning them that seduce you. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received. This is the beginning of this message. Everybody that is born again already has the anointing. He did not say that the anointing you shall receive. Most things of the spirits, if I nearly all, 
they function. Ah, Lord, can I help somebody? Everybody look at me and pay attention, close attention for a minute. 90, 90 to 99% of times, spiritual gifts are like tools given by the Father. The tools I heard Pastor David Gwele explaining this, and I totally agree. So I'll put it this way. The tools are given or they come alive when there is a work to do. If you understand the life of Samson, you understand what I just said now. No Philistine, no anointing. No lion, no anointing. That's why he could be sleeping with Delilah and everything. If that Moses was on him permanently, he would kill everybody. But you see, all Samson needed to hear are the sound of Philistine or lion or any challenge. Something is triggered inside him. If you don't start going to look for the sick to pray for, you will never walk in the gift of healing. Many people are waiting for one and angel will appear and say, I have commissioned you to heal the sick. Even people who have had, uh, some of us have had degrees of even those who have had encounters, they had it after, by faith, making moves severally. It is true. In fact, it is, it will be those moves that you will make that will compel a higher manifestation that can come in from a trance or a vision. But not that I just sit there and say, Lord, the day you appear to my time that you are commissioned, the way you commissioned again, and I will go out and start healing the sick. Thou shalt stay there forever. What about teaching grace? As you study and you begin to share the word of God with people, the two will come alive. Because actually, the one who lives inside you is a complete Holy Ghost, not partial. And there is nothing he does not possess. So potentially, all things are already yours. Are you getting what I'm saying? They just come alive as the needs are rising. They come alive. They come alive. Anytime we worship, we send these two signals. They are nothing that you have received. Once you are born again, part of the package is an anointing. But it requires fellowship and knowledge. Let's rise. Let's stop here. Is someone blessed this morning? Oh, Lord Jesus. No matter what, good things will never stop happening to you and all around you. I pray for everybody. It will happen from now that everyone will recognize that there is something unusual about you. All people need to just to come around you, they can sense the anointing. They can sense the anointing. They can sense the anointing. It is, this is what causes favor. This is what causes door to be open. This is what causes doors to be open. Hallelujah. 
he suffered no man to do their wrong. This were protection. What the lawyer said were coming there, and he said that he began to say, uh, these people around there have given him 10 checks above us who were just willing to pay for two years, and those two years they were negotiating the price. They paid three million more than us each year, and they paid for eight years. So that means they paid about 24 million more than us. He showed me the check, not that I was just saying it, it was on his table. He showed me eight, and he returned it to them. See, but from when I was in UI, I remember I was just under level. Before the new VC came, that as at that time, um, after every session, you know, UI, University of Ibadan, people wouldn't go home, they would just stay back. So for new students, they were located to a room. They will give almost everybody 100 level room, 200, some, many people in 200 might not get room, 300, but finally, yeah, not level, they make them the priority. And in, in Amdea Zico, where, where I was, a room for four people, four wardrobes, two, if you understand UI, I'm sure you, some of you understand what I'm saying, two wardrobes built on the wall. They call them inbuilt wardrobe, they're on the wall, and then two outside. So people like that in that corner because if somebody is, if somebody, for instance, they are still like that in UI. Now, if you go to UI and I go to Nambia Zikuo, if you want to see somebody in the corner, you walk through the first two bed and two wardrobe to go to the inner one. So you are like waiting room in that sense. So people always like the corner because if it's not your guest, it stays out there. Only those who are coming for you will come all the way. So you are kind of. Then if you are on the other side, it's by the window. Everybody passing on the corridor. You can be sleeping and somebody make a noise. And then you, but if you are inside, so people always like that. And I was giving them built. And, and then, so people used to buy space. See, the problem of Nigeria is many. Some of the stalites would have bought all the spaces and then they would hoard it. So you have to come and meet them and pay so much, then they will give you the space. So for some reason, I was blessed to have um, in our wardrobe given to me, and this senior just said, I will never forget. The guy's name is Ali. And he said, no. I said, you have to move to the other side, and that, uh, that is it. Now, in fact, that other side said, it's not, it's not even very sure. He was in 400 level. That was not level. And I just told him that, no problem. And I was just going, and I think a son just came from my spirit. I just went to the nearby field to pray, and I was coming back. But that was somebody, himself and three others were already looking for me. He was not a Christian. He said, as he was climbing the stairs, I just kept hearing in his heart that, ah, that's not good. Or you two, you have a younger brother. Why did you do that to that boy? That give him his room back. And I don't collect any money from him. So he went to look for somebody. I said, do you know that fair guy, that jam bite in that, that came around? He said, somebody was moving around about three hours ago, two hours ago. He said, I can't remember. I said, but I, I, said, I, I know his face. And that one just said, is it one boy? I mentioned my name. He said, yes, yes, yes. And then they came together to look for me. And I said, you know what? I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, what I'm doing, everybody's doing. He said, but I just, and now I'm feeling bad at what I've been doing. He said, so <laughs> take your room. The anointing is on you. The light of his countenance is on you. In the month of May, extraordinary things will happen to you. I speak and I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. Many ponder the sound of my voice this morning. No matter how strong you think you are, the Lord will make you cry because things that you don't believe, unusual things will happen. 
beyond your expectation. You will find yourself kneeling down in tears and giving praise to God. Because you can't quantify it. It is only on the ground of the goodness of the Father. He will open his good treasure to you. In this month of May. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be carried on the wings of grace. All through the month. Increase on every side. Abundance. You are you live in else in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. None of you will open the door you should not open. You will not play into the hands of the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ. You see, when he knows that you have authority over him, he can trick you if you allow to submit to authority to him and let him harm you. Don't open the door. Don't open any door for the enemy. Don't yield to any temptation. Greater is it that is in you than the one that is in the world. You are blessed. Let nobody miss next Sunday and don't miss Wednesday. As we have entered this May, May is a month that you should not miss church at all. You see, this is the one. There will be all the Sundays in May. There will be days of glory. And I I say in the name of Jesus, the unction next Sunday will be stronger than this one. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.